0: everybody i'm mark and i'm Britton, and today we watched a pokemon movie which was called mewtwo strikes back a pokemon
1: movie or a pokemon movie mewtwo strikes back i think
0: the official title is it's not even up right here so we can't double check but it's uh pokemon mewtwo strikes back evolution
1: oh yeah so this was a recreation of or it was a remake of the. I don't know if it was the first Pokemon movie or the second one. I
0: think it was called actually Pokemon the First Movie.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So it was the first Pokemon movie they remade with uh,
0: uh, you know, all new CGI. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was uh, actually my first foray into any Pokemon movies. Oh, well, actually, uh, not, you saw Detective I, yeah, I saw Pico, Detective Pikachu. Which
1: I don't know if. if you know all of those Pokemon purists out there. Uh, consider that a part of the lineup.
0: But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's just dive right in and get started. Okay. All right. So, why don't you give us a brief synopsis? Uh, you've seen both the movies, so you can probably give us a doubly good synopsis.
1: Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't admit that I watched b- them both, but okay. I I could not resist. Yeah, I know. Uh, so the movie starts out, or both movies start out with uh, some scientists kind of putzing through the, you know, the, I don't think it's the Amazon, but some kind of rainforest, and they come across some temple, uh, and, uh, you know, they uh, see a hieroglyph of Mew, and then they find some fossil of, uh, that had Mew DNA on it, and, <laughs> you know, meanwhile, well, and meanwhile, the entire time they're searching, you know, this Mew is... Uh, you're know, just doing backflips
0: around it behind them like an actual factual real life yeah. Mew instead of uh, old daddy skeleton Mew yeah um, so there's that so science breeds a Mewtwo
1: yeah they they clone you and then give it extra powers and then uh, it, it pretty much has a Hal 9000 moment where it has an a existential crisis and uh, yeah, goes on a rampage and kills all the scientists.
0: So I actually don't know if, uh, if, if this has been addressed or maybe I'm just kind of reading into it too much but um, I know you said that it, they imbibed him with like extra power and this is going to kind of, we're going to jump a little bit into the end of the movie and the spoiler territory and all, all that right. stuff but uh, uh, throughout the movie a big a big plot point, in fact, really the only plot point is yeah. uh, this dickhead Mewtwo steals all the Pokemon um, from all these uh, Pokemon trainers and he creates uh, basically clones of them, but they're yeah. just slightly altered a little bit and their power is enhanced uh, greatly. Yeah. So here's my question we're going to keep on going like, with a bunch of other stuff, but. Go on. Um, if they did probably the same process to this Mewtwo from the original Mew bones, yeah. why is he so different looking than Mew? Uh, I don't know. Okay, like,
1: it's uh, it, it, I I'm guessing
0: uh, a pituitary growth. Okay, so they focus on the pituitary.
1: Oh uh, no, I think he had a tumor on his pituitary okay. gland. Okay,
0: and uh, that 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 Mew, uh, actually maybe the original Mew was. Uh, the bones of the Mew, like, they were very, very big yeah. and they could, very, very psychic, you know, and they could speak English with their psychic minds, but, uh, over the years, they kind of been reduced into, kind of yeah. like how big, bad wolves have been reduced to chihuahuas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Like,
1: this Mew, t- this, uh, two is, it was initially what the original Mew looks like, but through years of, uh, atrophy and... Selective breeding. Yeah, selective breeding, or, uh, just, uh, deforestation uh it's kind of this little wimpy bitch that that you see today but still holds his own yep against the you know most more powerful advanced creature
0: so uh go on go on with uh, your little story
1: uh so <laughs> after yeah, my little story uh so after the you2 um, destroys everything the uh, geo Giov- I'm presuming it's giovanni because it's the the head of team rocket mm-hmm. uh, but we never see him again after that
0: I, I don't know who any of these people are. So. Yeah, you know, I
1: just told you who it was. Okay. So, uh. <laughs> the head of Team Rocket. Uh, so he kind of, you know, uh, uh. Captures Mewtwo to start see- stealing all these other Pokemon, and then he kind of says enough of that noise and leaves and makes his own, and makes his own slaves. Okay. And, uh, that's where it kind of sends these invitations out, uh, you know, to, for the world's best Pokemon trainers to, you know, so we can capture them and close. It's kind of a little bit
0: like a uh, glass onion. Yeah, and it's actually. I remember we were talking about it uh, when it was happening live, um, but well, not really live. But as we were watching it, but yeah. uh, when they all get to the. Uh, the boat docks or whatever to get to the island Uh, there's a terrible terrible Terrible. hurricane terrible the worst this one lady's ever seen she's like I've never seen this is this is category 7 they're like it doesn't (laughs) even go that high that's how bad it is yeah Uh, so we had to make a new category we have 500 mile per hour winds that doesn't seem possible but alright it's magic created by Mewtwo oh that son of a bitch so um they like not everyone can get across so a few people try try their hand and use their Pokemon to get across, and the ones that survive uh, get to the island. I remember thinking while we were watching it, like, okay, this is just filler.
1: Yeah, it was just- all it was was filler, them getting-
0: it it was- it was
1: stupid filler. It was like, oh, you can't cross there, it's too dangerous, and then everyone crosses there with their Pokemon. Except for- except for the main characters who get uh, shuttled by a paddle boat by Team Rocket. For some reason. Yeah, um, like all all, and then they and then after that fails, they choose to do what everyone else does
0: and use surf. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so actually, uh, Mew too, at certain point in the movie, right after he's like, I made this hurricane. That was a test to see if you could get across. So I was like, OK, <laughs> uh, maybe it's not really filler, but there could have been an easier way to just l- limit the number of. Uh, Pokemon trainers you have here, right? E- yeah You didn't I'll- have to invite 3,000 people if you only wanted six to come across.
1: I-I think there's probably easier ways for him to go about cloning- stealing and cloning people's Pokemon. In fact, he-he captured Nurse Joy. Yeah. Like, and she's, you know, the head of the Pokemon Center. Why not just have her, while she goes in the back and heals him, just make quick clone scans? So, he's, that, he, he, like he's a brilliant, uh, brilliant person that, uh, you know, Mewtwo is a brilliant Pokemon, but does not, does not know his
0: logistics. He's all about the showmanship. He is. Like, if I'm gonna steal these, it has to be grand. Um, he, he built a double helix stair that he didn't have to use. He yeah. is all about showmanship. <laughs> like, he doesn't walk up or down the stairs, he just kind of flies around. So, what's the po- purpose of the stairs? Nothing, that's what I tell you. Uh, uh, I'm guessing it's okay. for Nurse Joy. Um, so, that's basically what the story is, he he takes all these Pokemon, he's like, alright, they're mine now, he uses special Mew balls to collect them.
1: Yeah, we don't know, he made these special Pokeballs,
0: and that's another thing, he can make a fortune with that. And, he takes them and he clones them, uh, Ash tries to stop the cloning machine by biting the, the robots. Yeah, which,
1: it, I would've never thought of that.
0: It worked. Like kinda. I mean, all of them get cloned anyway, so oh, I guess yeah. it didn't really work. And then he just releases them and he's like, Alright Alright cool, see ya
1: <laughs> uh, using Pokeballs so powerful that they can capture other Pokeballs.
0: And then uh it's a basically a Royal Rumble. All the Pokemon must face their Pokey clones, and mm. Mew comes down and faces off against Mew too. And then Ash kinda, you
1: know decides to to block the two powerful, most powerful beings on the planet. They, they shoot that. They, they have that, uh, Harry Potter versus Voldemort, uh, Thing, from, where, yeah, yeah, where they both uh, shoot a, a beam, and it just kind of comes together with no fruit, with nothing.
0: And he stands in the middle, and he gets turned into a statue or carbonite. We haven't yeah. figured out what he was. He, he was dead. He at was the very least. He, he was pure onyx.
1: <laughs> and pure. Uh, hold on, what he looked like? Uh, uh, not, uh
0: looked like uh, obsidian. Okay so he gets basically he gets he, he's for all intents and purposes dead yeah i like to think that like the uh return of the jedi book um which stated that han solo was conscious the entire time in the frozen and wasn't he
1: suffocating the whole time he
0: felt like the book says it felt like he was suffocating and just in this dark state where he couldn't see hear or do anything but he was constantly feeling like he was suffocating for awful. months and months and months at a stretch so i'm kind of surprised that Han didn't just come out screaming? Yeah. Like, oh, oh no. We, we did a bad thing here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what the, what a person would come out the other side of that. Then again, they might not. Like,
0: remember the Black Mirror episode where, uh, they, they trapped the people in the eggs and just like, like, just after a few days of, like, not giving them any interaction, they come back completely subservient and almost borderline insane. Uh, I think that for months uh, of the same treatment and added on top of that, the constant feeling of near suffocation Uh. would would make everyone kind of maybe... Han would be a little grumpier in the third movie, you would think.
1: Yeah, I I think... I don't know, I think it might have at least taken the wind out of his sails a little bit the <laughs> um, like the you know, the, you know uh, uh, the the old swashbuckling Han Solo from yesteryear. Uh I don't think uh, I think might might
0: be a little bit shook up. Uh it's funny because in the in Return of the Jedi he he does act a little off, but he acts off in a more friendly way like oh more goofy and oh, everything. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny to think that uh, maybe that was that's his, him hiding trauma yeah, <laughs> that he created a completely splinter version of himself hmm. uh, you know that's apart from his main like psyche yeah that there's the only way he could survive it you know i could i, I could
1: see that happening and it, just him having the is he's like from split yeah and just having all these different personalities and uh ju- you know just to get through and I, I know it was a couple months, but probably for him it seemed like thousands of years, because
0: there's no way to tell the- it, Sensory deprivation. Yeah. It mixed with suffocation. Uh. <laughs> and, uh, I imagine on top of it all, um, this is why Kylo Ren turned out the way he did.
1: You think- why, you think he was, a uh...
0: No, no, but I think that, uh, being raised by a guy who has like 60 <laughs> different personalities...
1: <laughs> and, and you never know when he's gonna go off, either. Like, he could just, you know, there could be a waft of carbonite, or something, or, or, uh, Leia's cooking something that smells
0: something like carbonite, and he just starts throwing punches. Like, he came, he, he came into the room one time, uh, when they were having a big Ewok party, and one of them said the wrong word, just carbonite or something, <laughs> and, you know, Kylo leaves the room as a six-year-old, and he comes back in, and there's just bodies everywhere. <laughs> Like he throw- he. It's like a it's like he a he f- all of them. It's like a pillow fight with blood and organs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there's just blood and feathers everywhere
0: yeah and he's just like hitting them against other Ewoks like there's one's like hanging on a like a fan you know a, a fan that's above him like you know to cool it off but it's just hanging over it limply you know dead I, as a I, fire I, I,
1: want, I want it to be like almost completely feral of him like and Kylo comes back and he like it's just the bedlam you were describing and then he's just hunched over this one <laughs> Ewok just eating it <laughs>
0: And I imagine the time it takes is
1: instantaneous. Like it's like when in the Simpsons when uh, uh, Marge just
0: cleaned the kitchen and the <laughs> the swinging door comes, yeah. in. and this is by the time it swings back, it is just bedlam. Yeah. <laughs> It is anarchy. So, anyway, we got a little off-topic already, but that's what happens to Ash Ketchum. He gets turned into Carbonite. And
1: it still has the same scene from the first movie, where all the Pokemon cry, and through the power of their tears, they bring back Ash from the dead through the power of friendship.
0: Tears. Tears and friendship are what... um, Which is also how they brought back Zordon. Uh, at the end really? of the Power Rangers, Mia they all they all held their hands and cried, and their their t- team power brought him back to life. That and, I call bullshit. Uh, so, in there's two schools of thought. Either Mew cried, and that was you know his super powerful psychic tears was enough to reverse the damage. Hmm. Um, Actually, there's three schools of thought. All right. Two. Uh, maybe the effect just wore off after a while and just so happened to coincide with the tears. Uh, <laughs> like, it, made, it was a temporary carbonite. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, it, it, he was going to uncarbonite anyway. Yeah. It's just the timing was was there. And, it, you know, for whatever reason, he was also magnetically
0: attracted to tears. Or three, and this is what I was talking about when we were watching a movie, yeah. um, this can work with anybody. If you're at a funeral and everybody feels that... It's such a sad loss, and they cried to bring, you know, it, it will bring the person back. But if one person in the room is kind of like, nah, that old man don't deserve to come back, it doesn't work. Which That's is a... why every funeral, there's always one person who doesn't really want them back.
1: Well, it's either that, or that explains why there are so many people buried alive back in the 1800s. Oh, God. <laughs> like, everyone was so upset at their untimely death that they uh, cried them back to life for them to wake up later in a coffin
0: like I imagine that uh they cause they didn't have anything they didn't know yeah. what they were doing back then they were no, cave people
1: si- like science was still in its infancy back then
0: like they were they were banging rocks on top of the nails to close the coffin <laughs> it was the air of a science come and- on and they lower the, you know, the guy's at this point dead. We'll say it's Edgar Allen Poe. He's dead. They lower him into the grave. They, you know, cover it up. But everyone at the funeral is so sad yeah. and stricken that they start crying, you know, as he's being lowered. And those tears bring him <laughs> back, but they don't know it because he's yeah. already being lowered. Like, they know nothing
1: of tear magic. <laughs> And they
0: didn't see the fucking Pokemon. Yeah, really. it
1: wasn't even a thing. There they wasn't didn't... even a poke. There wasn't even Pokemon One back then. Th- Their first generation, nothing.
0: This yeah. is a zeroth Zero. generation.
1: And uh, that's why. Uh, that's why these days, if you get, uh, you know, when you die, they either burn your body or embalment
0: or launch it into space. Yeah,
1: like they they're making sure no amount of tears is going to bring you
0: back. That's funny because they know that. Uh, they they know enough about tear magic yeah. at the, in the funeral industry that they know that this is horrifying. We've buried so many people alive that we have to make this permanent. Yeah, like we we know enough about tear magic, but we don't know that much. Yeah. we can't control tear magic, and, so we and, we want to make sure.
1: And the reasoning is stupid. It's not because uh oh we can't have this because we have to control population growth or oh there's not enough blah 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 or or jobs or housing. It's Look, g- gentlemen. There's only so many numbers we can put together for social security
0: numbers. <laughs> if we allow these people to come back, this country's over. Tear magic, tear magic. I didn't think tear magic would be the death of the world, but <laughs> we gotta do something. Like how how many
1: how many people do you think have been brought back to life with tear magic and kind of uh, live live off the grid or? Uh, or- or, are you under a different- different identity? Um, just Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage? Oh, he's that with that, whole- uh, vampire, old. yeah. <laughs> so, he... So every time he dies, he makes sure he's in an empty room with one person who's crying over.
0: Uh, yeah, and... There's gotta be enough tear magic. He's- he's such a good-hearted individual that there's always enough tear magic to bring him back, but he knows the secret of it after the first time. Yeah. It was an accident the first time, but he figured it out.
1: Like, he- he only uses one person. Like, it's a person who is really quick to cry about anything. And uh, you yeah, know, he—it's o- only one person, so it usually takes months in order to bring him back. But he eventually gets back. And eh.
0: no, I-, I think it's more. Um, this is why Nicolas Cage always has uh, onions at his funeral. You know, it just uh, starts the cutting. Yeah. Like, uh, all right. According to his will, we must start chopping onions. Uh, has f- okay, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Geez, that was a close one, guys.
1: <laughs> and and it's 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 a it's a, it's a uh, loophole because yeah, they're not really crying, but it's just t- it's tears anyway. It's teary enough. Like like the rules used to be, they used to have to be either tears of sorrow or mourning, but uh,
0: for tax reasons that works as well. Like he found he found the loophole in the system, and he's he's making it work, and he just keeps on entertaining us. Yeah. Um, I think it would be even more terrifying though if uh... Like you were just about to get incinerated, you know, cremated and the tear (laughs) magic brings you back. Oh no. Oh oh my gosh, I I made it! I came through to- (laughs) (sighs) Uh. And his feet first so you just see the flames. And is there- Oh gosh.
1: And and here's another thing, how far along- How much tear magic- How much can tear magic work? Can, like... Can enough people cry for you that you just
0: explode from your urn? So here's how I think. If uh, if you're in an advanced state of death, because yeah. there's dead, and then there's mostly dead. Yeah,
1: um, and then there's decomposed.
0: Yeah, uh, so if you're in an advanced state of dead, as in, alright, so you've been incinerated to ash and some yeah. bones, um, and you want to come back, like, it's going to require the entire it's gonna require a billion tears. Yeah. A billion people crying to bring you back. No one is that loved.
1: Yeah. Um... And I, I guess that's why, like, so- some of these celebrities live so long.
0: Yeah, they just keep on coming back yeah. with tear magic. But, uh, then, like, you come back, but you're still a pile of ash, and there's no way to kill a pile of ash, so it's a permanent, uh, permanent brought back to life. So
1: it's like John Connor from Terminator Genesis, where he's just this swarm of
0: yeah. Except you can't move; you are just stuck in the oh. urn, and there's there's no there's no end. Like, you, how are you gonna kill a uh, urn? Dump it down the toilet? That might work. That, yeah, that actually that, might that, do it. <laughs>
1: It's it's either that or it's uh... oh that's
0: awful. This is the one of the darkest uh, things that we've ever. Tear magic is such a pure plot point in this movie that yeah. of course we had to turn into. All right, what if he was what if he was burned? How that? What if he was just ash? Literally. <laughs> uh, and that and another thing is is. Who's dumping their relatives' ashes down the toilet? That's why it doesn't happen too often. Like, yeah. Maybe if you shake enough, like if you get enough, like come if you come back and you're just ash. If you if you use the force just enough, you might yeah. be able to shake the urn. Uh. And you do that enough times, you're like that's creepy. All right, that's enough, grandpa. Uh. Boom, boom, boom.
1: <laughs> Man, <laughs> so they couldn't be bothered to go, oh, you know what, I'll bring him to his favorite park or his favorite bench. <laughs> nope, can't be bothered. I got work. I'm busy. Down the toilet with you, Gramps. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like, it only takes a few times where people are like, all right, we got We got to flush that haunted urn. Like, really? Can't we just dump the thing? No, <laughs> like some
1: families are really big if they were flush, if they were going, if they were dumping urns in everyone's favorite places, they wouldn't get anything done.
0: Like, it doesn't work if you're dumped in a park. You have to wait for the wind to carry you to the, yeah. the ocean otherwise, for it to
1: it's, die. Otherwise, it's just a pile
0: of ashes in the middle of a park. Like, uh, but no, you, you have to... <laughs> like, that'd be, that'd be kind of terrifying. They're not terrifying. That'd be kind of stupid if I was like an eight-year-old just sitting here and, uh, oh, here's Grandpa's ashes on the fireplace mantle and it's a like, did you hear that? I did. What was that? The urn shook. I'm not taking any chances. Why do
1: I see you doing this as a prank to like some of your younger nieces and nephews or, or cousins or something like that? Like putting getting a fake urn, full, fill it with fake ashes and maybe like a little motor to shake it and then <laughs> you know, just just to traumatize the kid going oh i must be haunted say bye to grandpa and flushing their relative down the toilet
0: <laughs> i thought you were gonna go the other way like why do i see you as a type of person who would haunt uh, an urn and try to get the see how long it takes to get the people to like to I, oh
1: i see I, I see you doing having nothing but a great time in the afterlife scaring the living shit out of people
0: Oh yeah, like I-, I showed you that game. I- I-, I I I showed you that game the other day, the haunting star and oh, yeah. guy. Where the point of the game is you jump into different pieces of furniture to try to scare people uh, out of the house. And <laughs> if I had that power, like boy oh boy, I would be jumping in that urn all the time.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. Like if you can jump into any piece of furniture, like
0: I don't know. No, to me it's an experiment. To, like how how many times like I would wait you'd I would, start with the urn I would haunt a house I would just I would haunt a house without doing anything I, I wouldn't shake anything I would just kind of live there rent free you know watch whatever t- <laughs> watch whatever TV they watch but then I'd wait I was like eventually you know I'd haunt a bunch of different houses until this happened like ah they brought in a dead relative with an urn and the second that <laughs> happened I would start my shit like so they were like it didn't start till we brought Uncle Louie into the into the house like what do we do we can't get rid of it I'm so- listen, do you want things to keep on being like and I would haunt the shit out of them yeah. and see how long like what is the <clears throat> what is the tipping point for them to either flush it down a toilet or just get rid of it, maybe give it to another relative.
1: See, I would I would almost do it in a crueler way, where uh they already have the urn there, but as soon as the the, do- the young daughter brings home a puppy <laughs> Yeah, That's why I start my shit, and then, or oh, look, honey. This, didn't, this start. didn't happen until you brought home the puppy.
0: Like, I would almost make it, in that case, I would almost make it super obvious that, uh, like, as soon as a puppy enters a house, like, things go yeah. off the wall crazy, and then whenever they take it for a walk, it stops. And so it becomes oh, more. It's just ig- oh, <laughs> Sorry, we, we, we have to give it to another family. We're gonna have to put her down. Well, no!
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess you don't need to do that.
0: <laughs> I
1: guess I don't have to be that cool.
0: The the urn is the funnier option for me because it's already haunted. Like, yeah. It, like, it, there's already this, uh, there's already this, this, not stigma around, but there's already this idea that, ooh, this is the remains of a loved one. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, should we talk about that thought experiment that we've had? What, with the clowns? No, no.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we'll I, save
0: that one for later. <laughs> you, you might have to elaborate then. All right, so uh, I guess we're talking about it. Um, Britt and I, we were, came up with this... Uh, oh, about the dead? Yeah. We've brought it up before. On the podcast? Yeah,
1: but I think it's good enough to bring up again.
0: All right, so we'll do a truncated version. All right. So the idea is... Um, if uh, if we were back in the 1800s or whatever, where they would just kind of cart in the old people who died, or even yeah. today, let's say, um, oh oh, Uncle Frank had a had, a had a, had a had a stroke, yeah, and he died. Oh, that sucks. But <clears throat> at this at this time of night, ah, the morgues are all closed. Yeah. Uh, so we have to keep the dead body here, uh, in the living room for just a night, <laughs> um, which is an ironic name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So go to bed, kids. Now you wake up in the middle of the night and you want to get get a drink or something. So you have to walk past. A, uh, you have to walk past that dead body. Like, w- are you afraid of it? And what are you afraid specifically and, and, of?
1: Yeah. And and here's here's the thing. If it sat up and it was Grandpa, just being Grandpa. Oh, did I die? And uh, you know he, he's back to normal. Would you be scared or is it? The, you know, the fact that a dead person is coming back, that's well, scary.
0: Um, I think there's two, uh, two, two, two schools of thought. <laughs> two things I want to talk about with that. Because yeah. um, if Grandpa sat up and was like, oh, what's going on? Like My ne- my initial reaction is terror. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter if, if I see a dead body, and if it's someone I love, and they just open their eyes and sit back up. I am... At the very least, initially, I am fucking petrified. Yeah? This is something that shouldn't happen. The idea of the dead coming back, to me, overrides familial obligations. Huh. I, I don't know how I would
1: react, but it does beg the question that, uh, that you kind of brought up to, in the first place with our theory. If... someone who you are familiar with on a, on a, on a family level coming back from the dead... Uh, and is coming back from the dead, and your first reaction is pure horror. What happened in our ancestry that made us fear the dead coming back to life? Because this is almost a universal, you know, regardless of culture, fear.
0: Uh, because let me also uh, mention a theory. I don't know if it's been proven or not, but they say that um, a lot of a lot of us, uh, specifically. Um, well no just a lot of us uh, especially ones who don't really deal with this kind of stuff yeah. uh, a lot of people are ingrained with certain fears like arachnophobia yeah. you know um, like fear of spiders are afraid of snakes people are afraid of things like that uh, because <clears throat> this is something that uh, has been passed down to us as yeah. innate fear because there was a time when shit I don't know what the spider can do. It might actually kill us. Like we needed to be on our guard for this. And so uh, not everyone's afraid of spiders and snakes and everything, but there is this uh, fear that's like takes over most people where, Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that because there's a reason you don't like that Yeah. because it's ingrained into us as a, as a species. So why is this fear of the dead coming back to life ingrained into us as a
1: species? Yeah, that is a, is it, it, that's a good question or is it, it it is it a could it also be a cultural thing because let's go back to the you know the primitive 1800s yeah. where they're banging rocks together and living in grass huts
0: yeah, they they're they're nailing the people the coffin shut yeah. with
1: rocks so uh it, it you know a lot of times when a family member dies they'll all line up and take a picture with it
0: yeah that's true but i, I think it's also uh if if that person grab them, <laughs> yeah. I think they would be afraid. You think so? Yes.
1: Because I, 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 I'm wondering if uh, the fear of the dead has a uh, correlation be- between the rise of zombie movies.
0: Um, No, I think z- the rise of zombie movies uh, happens because people are afraid of the dead. <laughs> I don't think there ah. really would ever be a zombie movie if people weren't afraid of this to begin with so
1: if people weren't afraid of the dead to begin with uh there wouldn't be the concept of the zombie
0: like if people weren't it's not like people only were afraid of spiders after arachnophobia came Uh, out That's a very good point um so yeah it to me uh, i i like to think that there's there's actually only one explanation of it and why maybe there was a time when maybe it wasn't as scary yeah is uh tear magic
1: it, it's magic, the only well, thing peop- that makes
0: sense. Tear magic used to bring people back all the time, and... <laughs> like, they- Scared they, the shit out of me. Like... Like, they're nailing the things down with the rocks and everything in the 1800s, and then the eyes pop open. Ooh! Ah! <laughs> well, I took care of him.
1: Oh, You see that? He nearly attacked me.
0: <laughs> I like to think that there's a few... Uh, a few points, a few reasons here. Um... One... Could either be that there was a great... Uh, undead rising... Uh-huh. An undead rising war that happened, and humans won. That's why we were the... Yeah. You know, we're a species that won. Or, um, much like uh, we were talking about before, why certain... Uh, I think it was like certain apes, or, you know, the uncanny valley of apes or something. Uh, yeah. Like, maybe there was, um, maybe there was just an undead species that didn't make it past. We are, like, we are the... We are the obviously we're the the species genome or whatever that won yeah. that lived out and beat all the other ones. Maybe there was one where we were constantly at battle with these undead ones.
1: Then yeah, maybe uh, these stories of vampirism are not as fake as we thought. Huh, that's interesting. That would that would explain a lot, uh, because there are there is a lot of uh, a lot of recorded history of like uh people digging up the dead uh and you know just to make sure that they stay dead uh, and not turn into Dear a vampire magic, yeah. and uh then uh like burying reburying them with like a, a blade around their neck so if they sit up they it mm-hmm. cuts their head off just a lot of different security measures measures uh for anti-vampirism so if vampires were a almost a co-species that that lived and died and fought with us for for millennia uh, while we were evolving that that would make that would make sense this fear of the dead that we have uh you know throughout history i I, this this
0: we always do movies like this but this almost sounds like a good movie or story like this is a a big i'm gonna say like a big earth wide or pangea wide or maybe not that far back but a big Earthwide battle where there's all these different species just trying to be the dominant species. Yeah, and Sometimes they have to team up some you know to fight a bigger threat sometimes they don't but uh, you know Our species is the one that won out, but it'd be kind of cool to see all these other different things that might have been um, Yeah, but as soon as the Sun rose all the vampires died. So that was an easy uh, Yeah, that was an easy fix for us.
1: I, I have a feeling that uh, when vampires first Came to rise. They 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 were ethical. Like all right, well, we're not gonna eat our own kind. We're at least gonna go after these uh, Neanderthals and, yeah, the, and, and lesser the, creatures. The, yeah, uh, until they they made them go extinct.
0: I now that that's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah they they fed on uh, like our uh our pretty much our evolutionary cousins until. Uh, I- until they went extinct and they 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 tried going to d- different higher apes like gorillas and chimps but it didn't didn't scratch that itch
0: i i like to think that uh like they because of that they our whatever our species lineage is yeah. you know uh survived um but then they were going to focus their their attacks on our species after, you know, they killed... Because it's
1: either that or go extinct themselves.
0: And um, it turns out that uh, because we, at this point, because we'd been able to survive long enough, we started building weapons, and it was kind of like the Morlocks versus the the smart people. Yep. Um, Like, they just use their brute strength, uh, you know, you didn't think a vampire could die by getting his head smashed with a rock, but apparently it could. <laughs>
1: and they, as a byproduct, invented the concept of society and agriculture in order to corral, hmm. and uh, corral a, uh, people into one spot, uh, you know, just to come in and yeah, they'll 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 kind of grow their own food and feed themselves, uh, but they'll be in the ruling class. And uh, every come every once in a while, one of
0: them is going to go missing, and who's going to ask questions? And uh, does that mean that? Maybe the vampires are still here or did we just snuff them all out?
1: Like, uh, it, I think in this story I would say the vampires are still re- re- real. That's they're they're the ruling they're the, they're the people that everyone says is the, uh, the lizard illuminati. yeah <laughs> the lizard people or the illuminati it's just vampires.
0: It's like come on guys like nobody thought it could be vampires. You have you have millions of movies about vampires. No one thought that we could be the ones pulling the strings.
1: You never thought that people who are rich and immortal could be running things. <laughs> Blah! What is wrong with everybody? Ah! ah, ah what is this Twitter? What is <laughs> it, hashtag
0: <laughs> hashtag cancel Dracula? What is this? I, I I like to think that they they view like the Count from Sesame Street as yeah, like a like,
1: stereotype. Yeah, like
0: oh oh this is this is bullshit. <laughs>
1: oh, it's setting us back thousands of years. I imagine that, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, that, oh Go shit, on. <laughs> I, I, I lost it, I lost it, I had a good joke and I lost it. Because
0: I got a good one, Go on. I'll tell mine while you think of yours, um, uh, for some reason an image in my head of uh, some of the Muppets tying down the count to kill him, Yeah. Uh, by jamming a stake through his heart, like, holy shit, one, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Two! Ah! There's, like, every hammer strike. Three! hooks.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he's a badass. Like, through the whole... More stones!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a badass count, because all he does, like, he's kind of a one-note guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I want to see a... I want to see an R-rated count movie. Yeah. You know, where he, like, Sesame Street is for kids, this is for adults. <laughs> yeah,
1: kind of thing. You know me as the man who counts. But you've never seen me as the man who feeds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I imagine, it's almost like a Blade level thing. Yeah, where you know he he has to uh, like he's he's almost the protagonist. Although I do, I would rather see him be like a bad guy. Uh, but
1: the, I, in in the Blade universe, uh, I see the Count as. One of those vampires, he he kind of leaves alone, but goes to to help for help every once in a while. Because he's but, like the
0: big badass.
1: Yeah, but they don't they've had a, they don't really have a easy or very
0: trustworthy alliance. I like to think that he's been, uh, <laughs> you know, the movie I think it's called Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, where they hired a real vampire in uh, Nosferatu. Yeah, I want to make one where. They hired a real vampire muppet in Sesame Street, <laughs> because and like I, I, I almost got the tagline. I'm working on it in my head. Yeah. But uh, he's the only one you can count on, <laughs> or you'll believe a man can die. <laughs> you'll believe a man can count.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I imagine it's just so you've come crawling back
0: to me again. I imagine because he doesn't have actual skin, uh, he's the only one who can survive in the in the daylight. <laughs> Yeah, he is the daywalker. Oh, oh, your your puny crucifixes! Ah, ah, ah!
1: There is no crucifix on Sesame Street. <laughs> this brought to you by
0: the letter T. Oh, oh no! <laughs> uh, ooh, which case? <laughs> Uppercase. Oh, ah, uh, 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 uh. you fool! <laughs> <laughs> betty 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 flies away. <laughs> it's it's like a, a-
1: just a muppet bat on a string. Yeah, and there is- the string goes up to heaven. It goes up infinitely. Does that mean God is somehow- is God somehow pulling the strings on all these vampires?
0: No, but I just like to imagine that, uh, the string is almost part of who he is. Yeah. Um, and it just goes up to a place where we can't see where the string leads to. Like
1: you never, like you could follow the string for infinite years, and you'll never get to the end. Exactly.
0: Uh, there is, there was one, only one man tried to, uh, try to go up. It was Super Grover. He tried to follow the string <laughs> all the way up, and after. 10 years, he died in space. (laughs) Wow, he made it all... He's super Grover! I
1: I guess you don't need oxygen when you're made of foam and... Yeah,
0: that's another... Like, imagine... Like, the Count can almost do anything. Like, he could swim underwater... Uh, the only thing that would kill him is actually an open flame.
1: <laughs> I, I imagine he he just walks on the ocean floor, and because of the pressure, he shrinks several. <laughs> like he, he he's he's like three inches tall when he's at the bottom of the ocean, but you know, like slowly
0: reinflates when he comes back up. He uh, he lives at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Oof! And then when he's you know when it's time, like ah, oh, I am I am summoned. It is my time to rise. Ah ah ah. Ten million deaths. <laughs> Nineteen thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine mi- fathoms. <laughs> Nineteen thousand nine hundred and ninety-eight fathoms. Uh, uh, uh. He does this the entire time, because this, this is how he gets his kicks.
1: And it really annoys the shit out of Poseidon.
0: <laughs> like, I imagine that, because uh, I'm going back to the open flame, I imagine yeah. the, that he steps on the earth and, you know, like... He's not hero or villain. He yeah. just is the Count. And they, like, flamethrower him. And oh! And there's, like, a big explosion. There's fire everywhere. And you just see a skeleton of a hand, like, walking through the flames. <laughs> and then slowly his... Piece itself back yeah, together. Yeah, his felt comes back. And he just kind of shake you know just kind of dusts the uh the ash off
1: (laughs) please you think you're the first person to try and kill the count that was big (laughs) (laughs) bird
0: you make me laugh ah 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 I, if I would, if I saw that, I would. Have okay, the count, you win. I, I am yeah. done. I laid down my.
1: If I can't, if if, if I set him on fire and he just walks through the flames as a arm skeleton and reforms, <laughs> not only does that make me reconsider what all of reality is,
0: I know I'm not going to win any fight. Like this is, it's over. It's over, Janny. Yeah. Like, the count is the biggest badass. <laughs> if Blade saw that, he would be like, this is why he's the king, man. This is why he is the king.
1: And I imagine he just walks up Pencil- you know, Pennsylvania Avenue through the gates to the White House. Like, uh, it's easy, because he can just fit you
0: know, squeezed through yeah, the fence. Like, like, kind of like it would be as if the T one thousand just squished himself <laughs> through the bars. I imagine the uh, the president doesn't matter what president, uh, yeah. Whoever the president is at the time, just walks in and sees the count sitting, you know, behind the behind the desk, like a resolute I, desk.
1: I imagine the entire time, like he is just walking through hails of bullets. <laughs> like like all the Secret Service are just unloading with a a AR fifties and even in the oval office like the the president is shooting him with whatever glo- <laughs> yeah. with a glock he
0: has in the desk and it he just, is just just he takes a chair he spins it around and kicks him out and just yeah. sits down puts his muppet feet on the desk <laughs> all right
1: there's yeah. going to be some changes
0: <laughs> all right everybody um part of the new pledge of allegiance is we we have to count every star <laughs> <laughs> it is it now takes a lot longer but kids can count up to 50. That's that's one thing that he did well. <laughs> There's less illiteracy because he teaches... Like, every day is a new letter day. And a new number day. Like, listen, not, not every policy is bad. Yeah, but w- what about the death camps? Uh, listen, uh... You get the non-Muppet death camps out, they're... Actually, the death camps are all fraggles.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I imagine he has, like, uh, just, you know, corrals of people he feeds off of. Or does he feed off of other Muppets?
0: Hmm. I... I think it doesn't matter to him. He doesn't need to feed. He feeds for sport. Like, it, (laughs) it doesn't matter, just so long as a life is taken. Like, he could go millions of years without feeding if he wanted to. Um... But I imagine when he does, it's almost mm-hmm. like, uh, it's almost like Wolverine when he gets into, like, Feral Rage or whatever <laughs> Like, it is. he
1: doesn't have any memory of it afterwards.
0: He takes a bite, and it's just, he looks up, his eyes glow red, and the little monocle falls <laughs> off. And it's just, you don't want to be within, you don't want to be on the same continent as the man <laughs> if that happens.
1: Like, last time, uh, last time he got the taste of blood, uh, oof. That was when the Neanderthals, uh... <laughs> That's
0: when we lost the Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah, Neanderthals. Like, I imagine, uh, it's om- at this point, it's almost like a Godzilla movie where, oh no, the Count is feeding! This hasn't happened for years! Like, the military comes out, they can, like, they drop a nuke on him, and, uh, like, they drop an entire nuclear arsenal on uh, him.
1: Yeah, like a... a- ...significant percentage of the world's nuclear... O- like, the world had to come together to bomb this man.
0: Like, the, uh, that, that newer nuke that is, you know, so powerful oh, that... like, the, the Tsar bomb? Yeah.
1: It, like, that was, like, a
0: hundred megatons? And, like, they actually, they invent a 500 megaton bomb just for him, and everything is decimated, and he just, uh, again, I, he just... He, they, they go back to the, the epicenter, all wearing hazmat suits, and <laughs> he's just sitting there uh, with his feet up in the middle of the crater.
1: Yeah. What well, took n- you so long? Well, I imagine, I, I imagine, like this new nuke uh, completely decimates the entire eastern seaboard, <laughs> and he, you know when they go back, there's a new sea there, <laughs> and he is in the middle in a little little a rowboat.
0: I imagine he's on a, a rubber ducky raft. <laughs> Rubber Ducky, you're the one!
1: And, uh... And, uh... Ooh, that was- you turned up quite the heat there for a moment! (laughs) I didn't think I would take
0: it! Uh, I I like to imagine that the- the force is so powerful, it knocks the Earth slightly out of orbit, Uh. so the- like, the year is now a week longer. (laughs) (laughs) And... When they get to there, they get to the mid, the bottom of this crater or whatever it is, the bottom, you know, the sea where he's just sitting there. You know, there. He, yeah. He looks at them. And is like, Ah, you came. <laughs> I usually have to go out for my food, but you came right to me. Ah, delivery. <laughs> Better than DoorDash. Ah, ah, ah.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think the, uh, I, I, you know, I'd watch the shit out of that would
0: be fucking, I would, it would be a movie where I would just be like, I don't know where this is going, and I love that. It,
1: and it can, I would say it, it's possible to do, you would have to make the count legally distinct, uh, yeah, and, and maybe call them The counter. Uh, the,
0: <laughs> like, the, the Baron, or something like that. Like, uh, it's gotta be another number-related pun. Yeah. Like, uh, like, the... <laughs> de- can- the decimal... <laughs> I am Dewey Dewey Decimal.
1: <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Uh, just yeah, some other, or maybe even uh, the some maybe even a letter-based thing. Like definitely not lowercase t.
0: No, no, not that one. But uh, well, uh, it's kind of funny because yeah. uh, as 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 you well know, um, uh, we're recording this uh, the same day that we saw. Uh, the new Puss in Boots movie. Yeah, that was very good. And, um, so I have already this, like, I'm in a badass mood, I guess, where there's some, like, really, really cool stuff, so I guess the Count would have to live up to that kind of hype.
1: I I imagine him flipping around like Yoda in
0: episode (laughs) two. Uh, I don't want him to, I don't want him to do that, I just want him to, wherever they turn, he is there. Kind of like Creepy Watson? Yeah, exactly. I got it. He's the sum the sum. <laughs> <laughs> they call me the sum. The sum of all fears.
1: No, that's taken. Uh, that's a nuke. Oh. That we just that was a. Uh. That we
0: just gave you the sum of all fears. And yeah, it wasn't very scary. They actually, uh, in order to counteract, they drop a two million megaton uh, nuke on the other <laughs> side, so that it just pushes the Earth into the Sun. <laughs> to, and, like, the only way we can stop this is, like, they spend all their money to uh, to move to the moon, like, you know, for certain, like, enough people to survive, like, 85 people yeah. uh, gets chosen to go to the moon, all rich. Uh, <laughs> of course. But then they just launch the nuke into the, yeah, on the other side of the Earth. It just goes into the sun, so they hope that it takes care of it.
1: Uh, a two million megaton, here's the thing, I don't know how... I don't know how much... Like, you know, I know, I think the biggest ever dropped was probably a, you know, a hundred or fifty or a hundred megatons. And that didn't do shit. So I'm wondering... Either a million megatons would be... Or two million megatons would be absolutely devastating to the planet as a shape. Mm-hmm. Or a, uh, or do absolutely, you know, do nearly nothing.
0: I... Alright, so I just looked it up. The Zara yeah. Bomb is 50 megatons. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I also like to think it scales logarithmically. <laughs> if, if that's the case...
1: Uh...
0: Like, it doesn't just change Earth's orbit to guide it into the sun, it hurtles it. <laughs> it's, at this point, it's a rocket into the sun.
1: It explodes and then Im- immediately implodes
0: back into a black hole. Like, it is so fast it gets there in seven minutes. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Shut up. It is so powerful. Stop it. (laughs) The rocket is so- is that forceful that it's faster than the speed of light. It's so powerful it arrives before it explodes. (laughs) Ooh. And as- I imagine the Count is- is, like, just sitting there, like, on the lawn chair, front- you know, front row seat as it's coming in, and I think he knows, well, This is probably the end. So he just puts on a sunglasses monocle (laughs) and just relaxes. Well, let's see how this goes. See you Uh, on the other side! I
1: I imagine he he faces it like, uh, what's his, like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's his face from dead heat as he's going down the, as he's in the, uh, ambulance. Oh yeah, the,
0: like,
1: oh yeah! because if you're going to be her- if you're going to be launched into the sun, especially faster
0: than light, uh, <laughs> you know, you might as well embrace it. And I imagine, like, they think it's over, and it might be, uh, but every now and again, the, uh, the, the people living on Mars or the moon or whatever, yeah. uh, the moon gets taken too. <laughs>
1: whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa! <laughs> it,
0: it would- it would be. Uh, but- I imagine the people living on Mars that uh, you know out of necessity they look out every now and again and they could swear that they see the face of the count on the sun it's <laughs> it, it's it's very quick you know it's almost like out of the corner of your eye kind of thing but and it never lingers but they don't know for sure if the terror <laughs> is over
1: and uh yeah that that would uh I don't know like if you have a being who is as powerful as a star you might as well just submit to it <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a uh, like, the sun gives off, a, like, a certain amount of, uh, you know, the radiation or whatever. And the, uh,
1: like, the, uh, the solar wind?
0: Yeah, and it, they're, but it's, um, it's almost sent in, like, uh, like a certain frequency or a code or something. Oh, yeah. And they get it, it's like, I swear, this sounds like Morse that it's coming <laughs> in. And they do it, and, uh, like, they're like, All right, let's just see what it, what it says, if it is a Morse. And it says, uh, you better count on me.
1: <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm getting. We're getting Morse code in from from the solar wind. Yeah, the solar wind. All right. What does it say? One, two, uh-huh, three. Is that all? Four. Ah ah ah. No. No.
0: <laughs> and then we were supposed to have won. And then Mars joins the <laughs> joins uh, the sun.
1: <laughs> all of a sudden, they learn that their orbits
0: deteriorating. <laughs> No, everything is, everything just, all, the whole solar system is guiding to this one singular point.
1: All of a sudden, they know, they, uh, they see the the sun's trajectory change, and its, uh, its new trajectory is the center of the galaxy.
0: (laughs) I just imagine, well, first it takes all, the whole solar system in, and right before they're consumed by the sun, uh, they only hear one, one word in their minds, like, almost like a splinter in their collective minds that just says, feeding time
1: and then they notice all the surrounding stars that were once redshifted are now blue <laughs> and and if you know your science that's funny that's terrifying
0: <laughs> and now it is a new big bang eventually
1: <laughs> eventually and it's the ultimate hunger for the ultimate feast <laughs> I am fool Man, what was that guy? Was he a god or a <laughs> vampire or a puppet? He, he
0: was a muppet. I don't know. How'd he get so powerful? Well... I, I guess if you just spend your days counting, it keeps your mind active. He lived at the bottom of the Mariana Tree. I don't know, it was a weird story. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't understand it either. He went into a star and then all the star ate everything and then...
0: It uh, turns out that, uh... The Egyptians were the closest, uh, because <laughs> it wasn't Ra, the sun god, it was Ah, ah,
1: <laughs> But a cat still foils his plans.
0: <laughs> uh, Ew. I never liked
1: that. <laughs> get that out of here.
0: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> get away. <laughs> no,
1: no, you stop eating the universe. Get,
0: get no, get now, get, ugh. You know what? <sighs> Fine. <laughs> Fine, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> ...and then the sun goes out. <laughs> I, I cannot last you. I will sleep until there are no more cats. Cats survive like cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, they, they
1: become a higher society than we ever were. <laughs> like, they, they've been la- playing the long con all along. Cats
0: versus Count. That's the sequel. And who wins? Both Nobody. are devious people. <laughs> that... on that note... I, I think I think I think yeah, we're good I don't here. Know,
1: I don't know how, how we can. Uh, I don't know how we can best that.
0: So, uh, Pokemon apparently. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon like Pokemon. Mewtwo Strikes Back. Evolution. Uh, all
1: right. Hey, hey, if you, if you're a fan uh, of the series, especially of the original series, uh, way way back when when it first came out, uh, you might like it for the nostalgia, especially if you like the first Pokemon movie. Uh, I, I, you know, though I dealt out a lot of information and knowledge on Pokemon, it was not really, not really my thing as a kid. Yeah.
0: Um, but, as far as I'm considered, if there's a, because you said that the original did things a little bit better, like when there was a I, slap fight between Pikachu. Well,
1: I, I thought that the original, uh, it, it definitely felt like the stakes were higher
0: in the original. So... I guess if you if you really want to watch, it, watch the original, yeah, because it's probably better. But um, uh, I can I'll say this, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but it wasn't that bad. It, it was a, fine. It, it
1: it I would give it like a, we have our new rating system where it's either uh, stars or farts. Stars or farts, and like it's you know if it's a positive number, it's stars. If it's a negative number, it's farts, and zero is zero. I would give it two stars
0: yeah that's fair I'd say maybe four yeah four out, out of ten four. out of ten
1: uh cause I you know clearly we're not the, the primary demographic for this movie uh but for what it gave us even that corny you know bring bringing someone back to life for the power of tears and friendship uh you know it, it's serviceable.
0: Even though there are things that are clearly padded about it, like the, you know, yeah. crossing the ocean, and they try to explain it away, it really isn't a poorly paced movie. No, it's... It, 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 it was fine, you know, it moved to the ending at a, a brisk enough pace, and... Um, if you want to see, like, a Pokémon Rumble, I mean, it left a lot to be desired, but yeah. it's here. It's fine.
1: Yeah, the unfortunate thing about the Pokemon Rumble, it was just a shitty slap fight.
0: Yeah, it would have been a lot cooler if it was like a free-for-all.
1: Yeah, like oh, a lot of these different Pokemon using their
0: powers against one another, but it was just yeah, it was just, not like, that. Like, I don't know if it was a budget constraint or something like that, but if you're going to say, all right, we have all the same Pokemon, you have all the same Pokemon, like really go into this battle. Like, make it like... Uh, like Endgame when they're yeah. running around and there's just chaos going on everywhere.
1: If you're going to remake a movie, at least make it better than the first one.
0: Yeah, don't just do a shot-for-shot shot remake like the Psycho movie. Yeah. All right, so uh, I guess that'll do it then. Uh, yep. Take it easy, everybody.
1: Uh, too That'll hold a little SOBs. Ah!